This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Gal Khan is an author, international speaker, podcaster, barrister, an attorney, a solicitor, an intuitive life coach, an EFT expert, an energy healer, a money mindset expert, and a mother. Goodness gracious. As a money mindset expert and healer, Gal helps entrepreneurs break free from their limiting beliefs about money so that they can live a life on unlimited abundance. She has helped hundreds of men and women to heal their money stories and to manifest up to, are you ready for this? $830,000 in eight weeks. Gal Khan, welcome to the show. Hello, Mark. I'm super, super excited to be here. Thank you for having me as a guest. You know, we've got to stop meeting like this because I was on your show yesterday. Yeah. I'm going to be on another version of your show in like a couple of weeks. So people are going to begin to talk. I know, I know. It's a good thing we're 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 literally up across the pond, so they can't say much. <laughs> so tell us about the show I was on yesterday and the show I'm going to be on in a couple of weeks. So yesterday we have on our on my podcast, which is Money Mindset with Gold Khan. It's called Friday Feature, where we, where we share inspirational stories of people how they sort of transform their lives by working on their mindset. So we, the tagline is how they've changed their life by changing their mindset, and this is where we share inspiration stories like, like people like you who've gone through the ups and troughs you know because i think people are so used to hearing these success stories they don't actually understand the the sweat the blood and the the tears the frustration the 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 low moments that people go through they just see the tip of the iceberg you know the success part the major part of the icebergs underneath the water which no one talks about no one sees so i like to share these stories when we call friday feature and we showcase people's we obviously we take successful people like yourselves but we don't talk about your success. We That's at the beginning. We talk about your struggles and how you overcame them to get to where you are. And that's why it's so beautiful. So that's what we did on Friday Features. That's what we have. And that's where we were. Yeah. <laughs> that's where we, the episode was yesterday for you. You are also coming on our Money Talkie segment. So the Money Talkie segment is released on a Wednesday and you'll be coming in a couple of weeks time. And that is when you know we take the same experts and we get them to teach us something that they've learned on their journey and they've become an expert in. And as in your case, you'll you'll be talking about productivity. So so amazing. Yes, and I love how the English say a couple of weeks time. Here in America, we say in a couple of weeks. I just it sounds more elegant in a couple of weeks time. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to talk about money because I don't know too many people who don't have some kind of limiting beliefs when it comes to money. Matter of fact, uh, my money, my lack of money belief. Uh, that I can achieve a lot has really crippled me for the first 55 years of my life mm -hmm. because I'm an only child. I grew up in a house where my parents never talked about money unless I wanted something that cost too expensive and I heard about it. And so I went through this period of many, many years just now coming out of it. So I want the listener to understand that if you're struggling with it, hello, me too. Mm -hmm. And now I realize that the key to you becoming the most successful person and making a buttload of money is your mindset. If you don't believe you can, the odds of you making the money is tremendously reduced. Am I uh, on target there? Absolutely, 110%. And I, I'm going to go a, a little bit further as well. It's not just about 
making money. It's about keeping it too. So let me give an example. A lot of people who can somehow align themselves with the energies of receiving money, and this will be example of someone you know, getting money through inheritance or getting money through the lottery or some other means, right? But if your money story is not correct, if you haven't sorted out your relationship with money, you will find you will get you very quickly get rid of the money. So the example of this with the with the lottery witnesses is really uh, really astounding. Ninety five percent of all lottery winners. By this, you can Google this this um, this um, stat. The app uh, they, they say that ninety five percent of all all lottery winners, and this could be someone winning a million bucks to four hundred million or beyond. Right? Doesn't matter the amount of money. By the way, ninety five percent of all lottery winners within five years are back to where they started or worse off and bankrupt. Wow. Why? How does someone win 400 million bucks and get rid of it within five years? How's, how do you spend that much money, right? <laughs> but you will find a way because your subconscious mind goes into hyperdrive thinking, oh, this is uncomfortable. I'm not supposed to have this money. You have deserving issues. You have worthy issues. And you think money is filthy. I mean, one of the phrases that people use is filthy rich. What kind of rubbish is that? <laughs> I, I never use filthy rich. I, I, I refuse to say it. I'm like, no, I want to be incredibly rich or uh, abundantly wealthy. Don't ever use the word filthy rich. That's ridiculous, right? So this is why people need to work on the money stories, not just about receiving, but also having and keeping. And also the other landmark is making money and becoming wealthy are two distinct things. Let me give you another example. Mike Tyson, right? How much money does the dude make? Come on, right? How much money do these? And this is just one example. There are plenty of the celebrities out there. They make so much money. How do you get rid of that much money? Very easy. Okay, because they are not, they have a program in mind to receiving and keeping money. So money comes, easy come, easy go. And it's not easy come, by the way. They do work really hard to get that money, you know, boxing, whatever else they have to do. But they don't keep it and they get rid of it very quickly. And then they wonder what happened? Where did all the money go? Right. And then they're being bankrupt and do all sorts of stuff to get money again. So can you see the importance of working on your money story? Yes, absolutely. And one of the things I hear a lot, I, you probably hear this a lot, is money is evil. And as a Christian, oh, yeah. I tell people the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil, not money. Mm-hmm. You could take money and build a hospital. You could take money and pay off your parents' debts. You could yeah. take money and fund your your whole entire child's school grade to go on a, on a, a field trip. So money is not evil. It's the love of money. When you are obsessed with making money and you never have enough and you don't build relationships with people other than to get money. If you're always looking to get money, well, that's what the Bible says is evil. When you are so obsessed with money, that's the number we're talking about here. There's nothing wrong with you making honest money to honestly help people. That is good. So money is not evil in itself. I'm going to go I'm going to go beyond what you just said and say that I think the Bible is misinterpreted even further, okay? It's not even it's when you say the love of your love of money, it's when it's not the love, it's the greed. Okay? There's a distinction here. It's not the love. So I can honestly say I love money. I absolutely love money. I love and respect money. But you can't there's not an atom of my being that has greed for money in it. I believe in the ebb and flow of money. I believe in, you know, high vibration money. That's another conversation we'll have a bit later if we have time. But it's about making money in the right way and where it's in high vibration for me. So it's, it's beneficial for me and beneficial for people who get, are giving me the money. So, you know, so forth, right? Now, if you have greed for money, 
That is when you're trying to do all sorts of trying to grab it from thinking. And then keep in mind, people who have greed for money are coming from the mindset of lack and scarcity. They believe there is enough money out there. Let me get as much as possible. And um, I have it, so you can't have a mark. Whereas I come from the element, the universe is abundant. There's more than enough gold, more than enough land, more than enough food, more than enough everything for you and I to have and everybody else to have and for all of us to be abundant. There's no, there's not lack of scarcity in nature. Nature is not scarce. Pick any piece of land, let it go for about five, 10 years. Honestly, what will happen? Weeds, insects, animals will come to it and they will start flourishing. Nature is not scarce. Nature is abundant. If anything, nature is actually a wasteful, by the way. It just grows and grows and grows and then it wastes stuff up. Obviously, it's not wasteful because it obviously recycles. It knows what to do with it. But it's abundant. There's no lack and scarcity. Lack and scarcity is in our mind. And this is the problem that people have. So when people become greedy, they think there's not enough money. There's not enough food. There's not enough this. Let me grab it for me and let me take it away from you. It's almost like they think it's almost like they think it's a pie. Yeah, and the exactly. pie is only so big, so if they yeah. take too much, there's not going to be enough pie. The problem is the pie keeps getting refreshed. The th- but the pop- no, the actual thing is if you if I say for example, you and I are in the same industry, right? We're both we both have uh, insurance companies. You and I just completely separate from our current businesses. You and I both have insurance companies, and I think okay, there's only a certain number of clients that I can have. If I have the clients, Mark can have it. Okay, let me take all the Mark's clients. Now that's one way to think. The second way thing is, hang on a minute. Mark and I are both in the industry. We need to educate people the importance of insurance, of life insurance. Let us work together, collaborate. Let us make a bigger pie together and he can have a bigger piece or I can have a bigger piece. We don't even have to collaborate. I can just think, okay, Mark doesn't want to collaborate with me. He doesn't want to. It's okay, I'll do it myself. So I'll go and do marketing, tell gazillion people about the importance of insurance. I will have a bigger pie and I will naturally get more, uh, more clients. But because of that, more of your clients get to hear about insurance products and think, oh, okay, I'm not really keen on gold, but Mark, what do you have to offer? Can you see what I just did there? That right? I made a big enough pie. I have more. And by default, you have more. But that comes from the mindset of open, you know, abundant and, um, and lavish and thinking there's more than enough clients more than enough money, more than more of, of everything that I want. And also, there's, this also adheres to the golden rule. And this golden rule, by the way, is in every religious text, be it the Old Testament, the New Testament, Bhagavad Gita, Quran, you name it, is in the Chinese proverb everywhere. And the golden rule is this, what I want for myself, I want for everyone around me. So if I want more money, I should want it for you too. I can't take something for myself and then, oh, Mark shouldn't get it. Only I should get it. That comes from the element of scarcity. And that lowers your vibration. You're coming from the the wrong uh, mindset. If I think, you know what? I want to make more money. Let me get a Bentley and let Mark get a, a Porsche if he wants it. Why not? We're both, we can both have whatever we want and they're still left. I mean, and, and it can, you can create an environment where you and I in the insurance industry, it creates so much abundance that four more people come in, they're able to lavish, have a lavish lifestyle and able to, you know, flourish as well. This is where the ripple effect comes in, but it doesn't diminish your abundance nor mine. Does that make sense? You got Facebook? Well, I am on Facebook. I have a Facebook page and I have a Facebook group both under the name of Mr. Productivity. So if you are into Facebook, if you love Facebook, go look me up on Facebook. Just look for Mr. Productivity.
It, it does. And, and what's, what made me think of when you were talking there is my father's 80 years old. Love my dad. My dad's awesome. But every time a sports player signs a multi-cartrillion dollar contract, I get that call. Nobody's worth that kind of money. I said, Dad, you know I'm a capitalist. The player asked this amount of money. The owner said yes. I said, I'm a productivity coach. So if I say, look, I'm going to charge Tony Robbins money. I may not get it, but I have a right to charge whatever I want to charge. And mm -hmm. I said, Dad, you're not paying for the player, are you? He goes, well, no. Mm -hmm. Why does it bother you? The player asked the money. The owner is free to say, no way I'm not paying that kind of money. Mm -hmm. But the owner said yes, because the owners look in the long term. Well, with this player, his talents, if he doesn't get hurt, because it's a gamble, if he gets hurt or not, we may win a Super Bowl or a championship. So every time someone signs a major contract, I get a call from my dad. I'm like, dad, let's have this conversation. I should just record it and play it back again. Dad, I'm a capitalist. The owner could have said no. The owner obviously thought he got a good deal. Mm -hmm. And so... People who operate out of scarcity mindset, they are tr traditionally not capitalists. They're like, I, I want the government give me everything. I don't want to. I want earn minimum wage. Yeah, That's yeah. it's it's the, it's the mindset where everything else outside of you is responsible for your happiness, and it's the entitlement mindset which really bugs me. There are very few things that really really irritate me, but this entitlement that the government owes me this, the the world owes me this, my parents owe me this, my brother owes me this, my family owes me this. What's that about? No. And I tell you, it, 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 I mean, I, in my, my family, uh, I've got to, uh, I can say this because, you know, they're not going to listen to this podcast. They're in the UK. They don't, they don't listen to it. They, if they didn't listen to your podcast, they wouldn't be where they are, by the way. So that's okay. Um, so this cousin of mine who I love, I love and adore her, by the way. I, I'm not having a dig at her because she's not amazing. She's a gorgeous soul. But she has this victim mindset. And her, my uncle recently passed away. So um, she has this mindset and she's a nurse, by the way, like she's a nurse, not an uneducated brute. She's a, she's a consult, nurse consultant, like a highly educated, really high caliber person. She still had the, you know, the, 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 I would say the audacity to say to me, I'm so upset. My father left me nothing. Like he, he didn't even give us a house. I'm like, what the hell? Like you are educated. You, and my father didn't give me anything. My father left lots of money, but he left it to his other children. I got nothing out of my father, even though he had money, right? Her father didn't have any money, bless him, bless his soul. Uh, but the, this idea that our parents owe us this, the government owes us this, he owes us this. Oh, why is he making so much money? And not thinking that it's our energy, our happiness, our abundance is our responsibility. If I want to have a house, I should be able to go out and be able to earn the money to have the house. Why should I look upon my father or my mother or my uncle, or my aunt or my, or my husband or even my wife and say, oh, they should be giving the money and I should buy XYZ? Hell no. I want a Bentley. I'm working on it. I'm not relying. I'm not relying on anybody to give me the Bentley. I'm going to go and get the Bentley. This is the thing that taking personal responsibility for what you desire. Yeah, you said something very important about happiness. I know people who make forty thousand dollars a year and they're happy, and I know people who make millions and they're miserable. So I think money is just a magnifier for who you are. So I exactly. don't think your your happiness should not be tied into happiness, or I'm sorry, into money. Well, actually, I'm I'm, I'm going to say. Um, to some extent, I agree, but I tell you what, money is the biggest stress factor for the average person, most people. And if you're only 40k, you're still stressed about money a lot of the time. I promise you, most people are, okay? Unless they really know how to live beyond the means. The, they, these people are very, very stressed about money. And I, I, you know, I, I heard a quote and I wish I could remember the, the person who said this and I, 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 I should know, but I can't remember from the top of my head who said this. But he said that, you know, it's true, money can't buy happiness. 
but poverty show, surely knows how to buy misery. Yeah. Okay, so if you don't want to, you don't want money to buy your happiness. Don't let your poverty buy your misery. Okay, this is the issue, and most people don't understand. The people say, "Oh, money can't buy your happiness," but poverty does buy you misery. If you don't have enough money, you're gonna have clashes with your partner, with your spouse. If you don't have enough money, you're gonna be stressed about paying the bills, paying the normal. In this, I mean, we live in, the, in, a, in a world that your money is required for day-to-day living, for your for your rent, for your car, for your even only lavish car, just a normal means to an end, or transportation of some sort, food, electricity, gas. Water. We, we're not living in the barter system anymore. We're not living in the old villages anymore. We have need. We have the need for money to do basic living. And if you are living basic needs, and 40k, by the way, unfortunately for most people, is just basic meeting basic needs. It's just about paying the rent or the mortgage and maybe car payment and you know decent food and maybe going out once a week. That's pretty much what 40k does. I don't know what it does in the UK, in US, but in UK, I know for people think, oh, UK, it's not. It's not actually because I know people. And I, when I was working. When I was in corporate, I was earning twice that. Right? And I still, uh, I was a single person and I, I thought I was living a lavish lifestyle. I wasn't. When I look back and now I'm thinking, oh my God, I had to think twice about buying a Gucci handbag. I'd have to think twice now. I don't buy it. Obviously, then now I don't buy it when I can buy it. Then I do want to, I couldn't buy it. I wanted to buy it, right? There's a difference in that, what you want. But it's what, you know, there's more than enough money out there. If I want to go and if I want to buy a mansion, I can't buy it at the moment. But if I want to buy it, then guess what? I have to see, okay, I need this amount of money to buy this mansion. Let me go for it. Now, I am not saying you should not do philanthropic work or, you know, want to give to the world. Absolutely. But what I have issues with is when people think, oh, I only want to make money to give. Why? You have a physical body with physical needs. Why don't you want to enjoy your physical world? If you all you want to do is spiritual work, why the hell did you come into the physical body in the first place? Right. Well, let me, I just, I gotta, I gotta interject here real quick because I think you and I somewhat agree, but we don't agree. I, like I said, I know people who are thoroughly happy at $40,000 a year. Okay. They don't, they can't go to the movies. They're cool with that. They don't have Netflix. They don't That's have okay. That's fun. okay. But as long as you know how to live below your means, that's what I'm saying. So if you don't know how to do that, and there's very people who know how to do that. That's the thing, Mark. I, I know a lot of people, uh, for the example, the cousin I'm talking about, she earns 40K. Right. I'm sure she probably earns more than that. She's a nurse consultant. So it's it's those people who earn that much and then they complain because somehow they're not getting the what they want. And, and I, by the way, I I know somebody, um, he's a cab, he's a cab driver, okay? And exactly what you just said. Their husband, wife, they live well below their means, they're very simple people, they you know, and they have they've slowly, slowly over the years, they've saved up, paid for the house, whatever. And I don't think he's ever earned more than 20, 25K a, a year. Honestly, he hasn't. But they are really happy. They have four gorgeous children and they're really, really happy. Now, am I saying he needs to earn 40K or 100K to be happy? Hell no. No. But they know how to manage their expectations, manage their money. And this is what's important. Somebody could be happy with 25K. Somebody could be not be happy with 100K. It depends on how you manage money and how much it stresses you out. Make sense? It does. And what I want to do is I want to ask you uh, about extreme wealthy people, people who are very, very wealthy. I'm talking Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. Now, I used to think these people were, to use the words you used earlier, filthy rich. But you know what? They earn their money. So if Elon Musk, 
who came from South Africa, by the way, he w- mm. was raised in a poor family and he wants to send a Tesla to Mars. He could have given it to me. I, I just want to, Elon, if you ever listen to this podcast, you could have sent me the Tesla. I would have used it. Who's going to use it on Mars? But that's, that's, that's a side, that's a side note. What are your thoughts on like the really, really super uber wealthy people in the world? Okay. First of all, let me correct you. I don't call filthy rich. I actually refuse to use that term. I say I abhor it. I use incredibly rich or abundantly wealthy, something along those lines. I don't like the word. I don't use any derogative terms or words associated with the, with money because I respect money. Okay. So that's first point. Now, when it comes to people who are very, very rich, now, money does not, as we said, you said earlier, money does not um, define character. It doesn't make a, your character. It just brings it out. Okay. So it's like a magnifying glass. It, if you're generous and honest person inside, money will make you more honest and generous. Okay. If you are selfish, conniving, deceitful, arrogant, it'll just make showcase those characteristics a bit more. And there's two different, um, I think, distinct people. There's Jeff Bezos, who is one type of character. And then we have Elon Musk, which is a different type of character. Now, the money has just exaggerated the personalities to to the to the audience. I let people judge, you know, who's what. I actually do like Elon Musk. I think he's quite a funny guy, and I think he's quite, you know, quite. Um, he's extravagant, and he is he thinks out the, outside the box. And I like his way of thinking. It's, it's not normal. Why should it be? He's he's got to the stage where he can use his money to do other things. Now. These people also, if you look at the amount of money they give in, in for philanthropic work, it's huge. It is huge. Now, if somebody has a gazillion, uh, um, you know, gazillion million dollars and they give away 5% or even 1%, that's a lot of money for them. Okay. And that helps a lot of institutions. And keep in mind, a lot of the times when these people give uh, for philanthropic means, they don't, they don't announce it. They don't have to. Okay, some of it is kept is kept within because if I was in that stage, I wouldn't want the world to know how much I'm giving away and who to because it's not really. It's, there's a, I'm doing it from you know from the charity of my heart, not to boast people how much money I'm giving them in charity. So that's one thing. But judging them because they've got so much money, why? Yeah, uh, you know, if you think about it, like Jeff Bezos, I'm not a big fan of Jeff Bezos, so you can tell, right? But keep in mind, he, I love Amazon. I absolutely love Amazon. His thinking behind it has transformed how we buy online. It we started with just it. books, by the way. People, if, you, if you're younger yeah. listening to this episode, it it's, started it's with just, just books. Just books. But he expanded. His vision expanded. He worked really hard and he brought Amazon to where it is at the moment. Now, we can have a discussion about tax evasion and other things. Those are, I think, elaborate things that accountants do, so not for us to judge. Okay, And if people can avoid taxes, why not? That's up to them. Okay, I'm not here to judge anybody here and there. I'm just saying they've provided an amazing service, an amazing service. Now, I buy everything from Amazon, including my this one particular honey that I can't get anywhere else, which is with uh, with um, uh, this particular seed, uh, Black Sealed. And I get it from Amazon. Anything I can't get, I can look on Amazon and pick it up and find it. And they, it'll arrive the next day. I literally just got a book that I've been looking for. I, I haven't bought, been to a bookshop and I'm, I was used to go to bookshops a lot. I haven't been to bookshops even before the pandemic for the last, I think, five years. Everything I want to get, it's on Amazon, right? And it comes pretty much the next day or within a couple of days. And I'm happy as Larry. I don't have to go searching for a book. Maybe the bookshop does or doesn't have. I can've got it. So these people are providing a service and because they're serving so many people, Finding so the only way, let me make this clear. There's only two ways to make money, Mark. 
right? There's only two ways. You can either, and this is by solving people's problems, you can solve people's problems by either providing a solution through your services or providing a product. That's all, okay? What Elon Musk and what Jeff Bezos and people like that are doing is they're providing solutions to the masses. So everybody has this $7.99 subscription with, with Primark, um, with, with Amazon Prime, as I do, and we get books the next day and deliveries the next day. Everything's what we, I'm going to buy. And by the way, some of, it, some of the stuff I buy, like my cat litter, is cheaper on Amazon than it is to get, from, to get it from the local um, Sainsbury's or something. Go and behold. And I don't have to go and pick it up and bring it home. It comes to my door and I'm able to just take it inside. Can you see? And then um, Elon Musk. Now, I love Tesla. I really do love Tesla. It's a fabulous car and I love his vision. Again, he is providing a service, an electric car, which people think wasn't possible. It can't be done at that speed. And it's, it's a really, really fast car. It's an amazing, sexy car. Now, they've, they've produced it for people like me and you, right? Because we love it. We want the car. It's providing a solution to our need. So why shouldn't he not be, be you know, uh, receive the benefit from it? Now, he wants to, he has a vision to send everyone to the Mars in, um, <laughs> in economic means. He wants to be able to fly us to the Mars at the same price that we can fly across the Atlantic. Who knows? Eventually, he'll probably get there. He probably will, by the way. So that's, again, we want to travel outside of space. Why not? These people are providing solutions at a grand scale and then being rewarded for it. And then for you and I to sit here and judge, like, hmm, making too much money. One person should have too much money. What stops you from going out and working to their level and making that much money? It's only your limiting belief that thinks, oh, he can do it. He can do it. I cannot. Why not? Become a free Mark Stuchowski insider today by going to MrProductivity.com. When you do, you will get my top five productivity tips absolutely free. The Mark Stuchowski insider free at MrProductivity.com. Listen, they all started from someplace. Everybody started from someplace. And one of the things that annoys me, I don't know how it is over in England, but over here on um, 48% of the people don't pay taxes because they don't mm. make enough money. And they say, well, the rich should pay more. I'm the fan. I'm of the opinion that everyone should pay taxes. So if you're really like below poverty level, then you pay a dollar a year. You, Everyone should pay. I don't care if it's if it's like in your, like uh, in England, it's a pence, right? Even you pay just a pen. Everybody should contribute to their country's taxes. Now, you shouldn't pay as much as Elon Musk or Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos, but you should pay something. When 48 or 47%, I don't know what the exact statistics are in America, don't pay any taxes, I got a problem with that. Well, I don't make enough money. Listen, then pay a penny. Pay something. Pay something to contribute because you use the infrastructure. And and I think when you ha- when you pay taxes, it puts you in a different mindset because I heard once Grant Cardone said it brilliantly. You want to pay more taxes because when you're paying more taxes, you're making more money. Yeah. So if you're not paying taxes, either you're you're committing tax fraud or you're not making a lot of money. So if you're paying more taxes, means you're making more money, which means you're serving more people. Yeah, exactly. And I completely agree. The only way to make more money is to serve more people. And in UK, we, I mean, I, I don't know the stats for, for UK, but I know that we have to, we have the taxes and we also pay national insurance contribution as well. And I know that you, the taxes could be less, but the NI contribution is, uh, there's a certain amount for everybody. I mean, literally everybody, unless you're exempt. So uh, even low income earners have to pay the national insurance contribution, which is, I think, up to a certain amount. So they pay something. And I do agree with you. This idea that, you know, we, uh, that 
I should be taken care of by the state. They should look after me. And, and also, this, you know, that we, we, I don't know if you guys have this, but we have state pension here and people are relying on it, making sure, so, you know, make sure you pay enough NI contributions to make sure you're eligible for state pension. I'm thinking, why would I want the state to look after me when I'm 65? I can still look after me at 65 and maybe beyond that. I want to be able to make enough money to look after me when I'm there, right? Why, why do I want somebody else to look after me? This is the same you know, that's the mentality that somebody outside should look after me and I'm entitled, the entitled mentality. We have to go away from that and allow ourselves to think, okay, not only can I provide for me, but we in the Western world are living in such privileged, such privileged, um, you know, um, circumstances. We can make so much money that, you know, and be, and we can get to the level of Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and, you know, Bill Gates and whatnot. You don't have to, but you can. The pop, your opportunity is there for you, right? They all started off with where you and I were at one point. So we can get there. Even if we don't want to get there, we can get to a certain level. Then we can take our wealth and we can help those who are not there yet, who don't have access to the internet, who don't have access to the education, who don't have access to the facility that you and I take for granted. Say, for example, electricity, right? There's, there's, there's so many parts of the world which are still, you know, we survive on $2 a day. Like, come on. We, we can take our money and provide help for them. Now, I'm saying this, not saying that I'm going to live on, on, on a shoestring. I can take, I can, for example, if I want to spend a hundred thousand on, on a, on a, on a, on a, on a project, you know, for example, in South Africa, I can make 200,000, 100,000 for myself to buy, you know, to get the Bentley that I want. And take the other hundred thousand to go and spend in on the charity of that one. So I've served my physical desires, my human needs of whatever you want to call it, and my spiritual needs of making contribution back into the society. Does that make sense? It, it does. And you know, people Gull gave us a lot to think about in the show today. Don't forget, you can go back and listen to this episode again. If you miss something, you, you it's not against law. You can re-listen to it again. So, Gull, where can we go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world? So the best place is, as I said, you're going to come and listen to my podcast, which is Money Mindset with Gold Card Podcast. And you can get to hear Mark there as well as a guest on our Friday feature, which was released yesterday. And of course, in the upcoming episodes with um, on, the, on the Money Talkies. And I also have a book coming out, which is called Laws of Money. So if you come and check out um, lawsofmoney.com, you can go and find uh, my book there as well. Nice. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchewski Podcast. I really hope it served you well today. Now head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. Sign up to be a free Mark Stuchewski Insider. Get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. Absolutely free. It's my gift to you. And until tomorrow, my friend, go be productive.